When looking at investment properties to wholesale or flip, you want to make sure you do proper due diligence on the property to make sure you're getting a good deal and paying the right price. There are 10 common things that if overlooked and missed could result in you getting a bad deal that loses money. Find out what they are so that it doesn't happen to you coming up. Go to 8weekacademy.com to claim your free copy of Jerry Norton's most popular training. In it, he reveals his blueprint for making $100,000 per year with real estate. If this is your first time here, my name is Jerry Norton and I've been a full-time real estate investor now for almost 18 years. Amongst other things, I specialize in flipping houses all across the country and I've helped thousands of new investors get into the game of flipping and create six-figure and even seven-figure incomes. If you want to learn how to flip houses so you can live your dream life, be sure to subscribe to my channel and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Due diligence is the process of determining the potential or future value of a property that you want to wholesale or flip. That means you need to understand and verify the good, the bad, and the ugly about each particular property that you want to acquire. My friend and real estate investment attorney Jeff Watson says that the majority of bad deals that lose money are not usually a result of something that went wrong after acquiring the property, but rather from the deal failing before it even started as a result of poor due diligence before buying the property. So let's cover the 10 most common things that are easily overlooked that will have a big impact for better or for worse on the value of the property and your success on the deal. The first three things are related to the location. So the first is a busy street. It's easy to overlook and not properly discount the value of a house on a busy street. The reality is in most cases, homes on busy streets are more difficult to sell and sell for as much as 25 to 30% lower than houses on quiet side streets. The problem is investors use comps that are similar, close in proximity, and recently sold, but then fail to only use comps that are also on busy streets or fail to discount the value due to that busy street. Put yourself in the shoes of a retail buyer in the market for a home. Would you like to live on a busy road where you hear cars flying by all day or a nice quiet tree-lined street with no through traffic? Now, I learned this the hard way when I flipped a house in Seattle, Washington a few years ago that was on a busy street. Not only was the street really busy, but there wasn't enough room to turn your car around, so you had to back out onto the busy road to leave. Buyers really hated that, and I ended up selling that house for a loss. Learn from my mistakes, and don't let that happen to you. The second thing regarding location that is often overlooked during due diligence is the neighbors. You could have the best house ever, but if the neighbors next door have three cars on cinder blocks, a fishing boat, and 27 tractor tires in the front yard, a buyer is not going to want to buy your house, and that is going to hurt your deal. I once bought a house to flip in Pittsburgh, and I didn't realize that across the street was a homeless shelter. I didn't pay much attention to it when initially looking at the deal because no one was there. But every day at 5 p.m., there is a line of 50 people outside. Guess how I found out that was an issue? When I went to sell the house and all of the feedback from the showings was that buyers don't want to see homeless people out their living room window. Now, a quick way to get a feel for the neighbors is to do a Google Earth look at the neighborhood. Look up and down the street. Are the homes well kept? Do the neighbors keep up on their yards? Are there cars and garbage outside? Since I do a lot of deals remotely, when I send my boots on the ground to do a property walkthrough, 
it's mandatory that he does a video of the neighbors to the left and right and directly across the street and a video up and down the street so that I know how the neighborhood will impact the value. I once flipped a house and during my due diligence, I noticed the neighbors to the left needed his home painted really badly and it was an eyesore that would affect the resale of my deal. As part of my due diligence, I asked the neighbor if I could paint his house when I painted mine. He said yes, so I budgeted painting the neighbor's house into my rehab budget to make sure his ugly house didn't kill my resale. The third thing regarding location that is often overlooked during due diligence is the school district. Now, I have 10 kids and we've always homeschooled our kids, but many families choose a house based on the quality and ratings of the elementary, middle, or high schools and are willing to pay more for a house to be in the top rated school districts. Likewise, homes in the lower rated school districts will sell for much less. This information is easily accessible online. As part of your due diligence, learn how the different school districts impact the value. Okay, the next four are related to the house, not the condition, but the house itself. So the fourth thing that is often overlooked during due diligence is the lot size or the yard. Post-pandemic, privacy and space have become a premium feature for many buyers. Relative to the comps in the area, how does the lot size and the yard compare? For example, if all the homes in the area are on half acre lots and your subject property is on a quarter acre lot, that is gonna really hurt your value. Similarly, if the majority of lots in the area are on quarter acre lots and your subject property is on a half acre lot, that is gonna be a premium and increase the value. For example, where I live in Puerto Rico, most of the lots in my neighborhood are half acre lots and my lot is almost three acres and is completely gated in and really private and secluded, making it one of the most sought after properties in my community. The fifth thing regarding the house that is often overlooked during due diligence is the floor plan. Does the property have a nice flowing floor plan or is there wacky things going on like weird additions, tiny kitchens, no laundry room, eight bedrooms, and it's only 1,500 square feet? I recently had a deal under contract in Michigan that I was really excited about until I sent my boots on the ground to do a walkthrough and we discovered that the kitchen was on the second story and the third bedroom was an addition on the back of the house and the only way to access that third bedroom was to walk through the second bedroom. That was one of the most whack houses I'd ever seen. When doing a walkthrough, I had my boots on the ground start at the front door and literally do a virtual tour so I can see the house and how it flows from room to room. The sixth thing regarding the house that is often overlooked during due diligence that is similar to floor plan but deserves a category of its own is ceiling height. All modern homes have high ceilings and low ceilings are becoming more and more undesirable and difficult to sell. I try really hard to avoid eight foot ceilings. Nine foot ceilings are okay and 10 foot ceilings or higher are great. Now to put this in perspective, my new construction homes have 12 to 14 foot ceilings typically. I do multi-million dollar flips in Phoenix, Arizona and when we buy a house built in the 90s, the very first thing and often the most important thing we look for is ceiling height. If I can't expand the ceiling height to at least 10 feet, it's a no-go because no matter how nice I renovate the home, a buyer does not want low ceilings. Okay, the seventh thing regarding the house that is often overlooked during due diligence is the basement and or garage. Now this is market specific, but does the home have a basement crawl or slab and does it have a one car, two car or three car and is it attached or detached? 
In markets like Metro Detroit, homes with basements and garages sell for a premium and homes without them sell at steep discounts. So make sure to use filters when comping so you're giving the subject property the right value based on basement and garages. Now I could also add brick versus frame as well. An all brick home is much more desirable than a non brick home. Now let's discuss three more things that are related to the condition of the home. Now it's obvious to look for things like needs a new kitchen, needs bathroom, flooring, paint, but there are three big things that are often overlooked. So the eighth thing to look for related to the condition is the foundation or structural issues. Now I've done several deals that had serious foundation or structural issues that needed fixed. I even did a video where I showed how I wholesaled a house with a major foundation problem and how I overcame that problem with my cash buyer. If you'd like to watch that video, I'll put the link in the description box below this video and you can check it out later. Foundation and structural problems can be very expensive and if not fixed properly, will almost certainly kill your deal with a retail buyer. In fact, the only thing that scares away a buyer more than a structural issue is mold, which we'll get to in a minute. When inspecting a property, make sure to pay close attention to any settling, unlevel, or spongy floors. If it's on a basement, look for bowed walls or cracks in the walls. Vertical cracks can easily be addressed, but horizontal cracks can be serious. If it's on a crawl, get in the crawl space with a flashlight and look for signs of foundation issues. If there are any doubts whatsoever, get a structural inspection to confirm. Okay, the ninth thing regarding the condition of the house that is often overlooked during due diligence is the roof. Now this one is easy to miss because sometimes you can't see the roof. In fact, I would say nine out of 10 flippers would tell you they've had to replace a roof that they missed during their due diligence before they bought the house. Always ask the seller or agent how old the roof is. If the roof is older than 10 years, get eyeballs on that roof, even if it means getting the ladder and physically getting up on the roof to look at the condition. Also look at the underside of the roof from the attic. Water stains will let you know if the roof is leaking and be sure to budget for new plywood if the roof is leaking. And finally, the 10th thing regarding the condition of the house that is often overlooked during due diligence, which can be a doozy, is mold. Look for signs of mold in the attic, the basement or crawl space, look in the closets and under cabinets. Mold likes to grow where it's damp or moist or humid. Mold is actually very easy to treat. Since it's a living organism and needs moisture to grow, kill the water source and the mold goes away. But keep in mind, mold remediation is often the least of your worries. You need to understand the ramifications of mold on your resale. Check with your state laws, but some markets require mold remediation to be disclosed. That means even if you completely remediated it, you have to tell your buyer that there was mold in the house. Even with proof that the mold has been properly remediated, it's a huge deterrent for many buyers and needs to be factored into your due diligence. Okay, now let me share with you two super valuable free resources to help you with your due diligence when looking at properties. The first free resource is for those of you who, like me, do deals remotely or virtually. Be sure to get my virtual property walkthrough guide and instructions. This shows you how to get the seller to provide you all of the information you need and how to get your boots on the ground to do a property walkthrough and provide photos, videos, and comps. The second free resource is my property inspection checklist. Now this is a detailed checklist of everything to look for when inspecting a property so you don't miss anything. And like I said, I'll give you both of these resources for free. I'll put the download links in the description box below and you can get them. And finally, be sure to watch a video where I show you exactly how to find and get boots on the ground. 
Whether in your backyard or virtual market, this is a person who can go to the properties and do your walkthroughs for you. So watch that video now, and if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. With almost 800 videos, this is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping, and I'll see you on the next video.